Hello, everybody. Good afternoon. I'm Andy with Holistic Heritage Home Birth. And I'm Jay Lynn, the other half of Holistic Heritage Home Birth. And welcome to Midwife Monday. Today, we're going to talk about all kinds of fun little things, but our main topic is going to be breach. It's yeah. normal. It is normal. And I have a story to tell you. Actually, I actually have two stories. Oh, I know that one of them I'm waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm so disappointed. My husband's got a big mouth. <laughs> so Ted and I have reached new levels of intimacy, which I never talk about this stuff. So, um, I like other people's stories, not my own. <laughs> so anyways. I hurt myself out of birth. It was weird. Um, and and then the chiropractor came to my house, and she hit all these points in my gluteus maximus on one side to do releases so I wouldn't have the nerve pain. So now uh, he's all happy because we've got this little massager, you know, big massager that goes boom, 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 boom. And he beat my ass with it, and he just gets the biggest <laughs> kick out of <laughs> Ted, you're welcome. <laughs> He likes it. And my second story, I kind of think you might know it already. I don't know. Tell me. So, do you ever like, and I don't know, you guys out there in Facebook land and podcast land might understand, do you ever like get this sense that you get all this self-confidence and you're like, I'm that. I'm it. I got the it all shit. together. The I'm the shit. You're like, I got it. And then... Right when you feel that way, something comes along and smacks you upside the head and puts you back in your place to humble you. Of course. I had one of those events. Oh, womp, womp, womp. I had one of those events. But you're going to laugh at it. Did, do you know what I'm going to tell you? I don't know it. That's why she didn't tell you. So, I think it was last week or a week and a half ago. Somebody had called, they had texted me and they'd said, hey, I'm having these like Braxton Hicks, but I feel pushy with them. I'm all, what? You feel pushy? That doesn't make sense. So we're talking, and I'm all, well, don't do that. Don't push. <laughs> don't push with them. I don't even know what to say. Don't push. Um, so I've got it in my head that this gal's going to have her baby. And this isn't her first baby. So, you know, like things are going to go a little bit quicker. Um, it's baby number six. So you know who I'm talking about. So I have it in my head. She's going to have her baby that night. And I'm not sleeping very well. Like I'm waking up every hour looking at my phone because I'm thinking, did I tell her to call and not text if she's in labor? Like I don't remember if I've said these words, even though we've said them like 10 million times. Um, So that's what I'm thinking. So I do. I finally finally get to sleep like at 1 in the morning. I finally get to sleep, but my phone rings at 2. And I wake up, and she goes, my water broke. I'm like, oh, my God, okay, I'll be right there. That was the end of the conversation. I jump in my car. I've got scrubs on. Like, I'm thinking we're having a baby. So I just jump in my car, and I head over to the house. Nobody answers. And I'm being gentle because there's other kids in the house. I don't want to wake everybody up, but I figure if they're up, they should answer my gentle knock. No answer. Oh, crap. So then I call her. It goes right to voicemail. I'm like, huh. 
and knock, 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 knock. And then I go back in the chart. We can access our charts on the phone. So I'm on the porch for five minutes. I go in the chart, and I look up his number, and I call his number, and they answer. I'm all, I'm here. I'm on the front porch. I'm being real quiet. And they say, okay. And they come and answer the door. And they're all yippy-skippy. And I look at her. I'm all, did you call me? And she went, nope. Oh, no. <laughs> That's an age no. moment. Nope, they did not call me. And they're like, it's 2.30 in the morning now. And they're all and smiles they're and gracious. sweet and oh. gracious. And well, this is your midwife. <laughs> I have not done that yet. That's the wrong Now, well, we hope you make it to the next one. Oh, and then, like, I'm getting my car. I'm like, crap. And, of course, now I'm looking at my phone and see who called me. And I'm like, oh. It wasn't them. And I don't want to look too stupid calling them, right? So I just text, how y'all doing? <laughs> did we're you tell them good. there once you got there? I did. Once Great. I got there, we're doing good. Girlfriend, they weren't even in labor when they called. Her water had just oh, broke. and You was excited. I was excited. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, anyways, by the time I got there, she'd been having good surges. She already started active labor. So it was fine. It was meant to be That's a little bit house. early, but... Take you down a peg, Jenna. I know. I look so stupid. <laughs> Normally, it's me that looks stupid. One time I went to uh, the wrong city. Oh, Let's yeah. <laughs> Lufkin and Liberty are far away from each other, if you don't know that. <laughs> What's this? I know. When she calls me, and she goes, Jalen, I'm here. I'm all... <laughs> Really? She goes, I don't see you. And then I walk out front and I'm like, I don't see you either. You're not here. <laughs> I was not. I made it though. You did. And then when you tell me where you're at, I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and it was like people in banjo should have been playing where I was at. I was already a little scared. It was kind of shady and it was, it was not backwards. Good. Stuff. It was not good. Uh, are you sure we're on? Yeah, because uh, I don't see any comments. I don't know where the comments. Oh, over here. Oh, hi, Kim. Um, I gotta go to a birth this morning. I broke my dry spell. It's been a minute. Yeah, I have. And the world shone upon me because it was an in-call birth. You don't get to see those very much. For people that don't know that, it's E N C A U L in-call, and it means the baby's born in the sack. It's really beautiful. And sometimes you see that in a water birth because it's a, a gentler way to birth. But this was a land birth in call. That's super rare. So, yeah, uh, you should see if we can post that video because it's probably one of the most beautiful birth videos. Yeah, it's really nice. And uh, thank you, Shelly, the doula who was there. She caught that video right when I saw it. I was like, get a camera. It's in call. <laughs> Yeah, and it was really beautiful afterwards. Like, I, I was, like, teary watching her reaction to catching yeah, her baby, and it was, was so, so beautiful. It was. So we should try and post that. Uh, we want to also just let everybody know, you know me, you know Jaylen, you guys probably know Shauna, you see her a little bit here and there, but we have a new midwife we're pumped about, and her name is Elise. She's a CNM and also has her doctorate. Yes, and she's going to be doing specializing in women's health and hormone balancing. Um, I'm really excited to have her. She's got so much experience in women's health. We're super lucky that she wants to work with us. So that side of our practice is a little bit slower right now because we don't have as much time to devote to that. But now we have someone that's going to be dedicated 
to building that end of our practice. And women need good, supportive midwifery care for their health. Mm -hmm. um, so we're excited to have Elise. She fits right in. She had a baby with us. She believes in the philosophy. Yes. Um, just we're it's going to be nice. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited for the community yes. to have her. Yeah, she's had a couple home births, so um, she's in tune to what our philosophy of care. So I'm excited to have her. So if y'all need women's health, hormone balancing, thyroid issues, you just need someone to listen sometimes about your health problems. That's who you want. Yeah. Agreed. Cool. Let's talk about breach. All right, I have one more thing. Oh, it's one more totally thing. small. This has nothing to do with anything except it had a vagina in it, so I have to talk about it. <laughs> so I uh, went to dinner with some friends, uh, and then we went back and we watched this live taping of a podcast called <clears throat> Your Mom's House, and it's by comedians. It's really funny, but it's absolutely vulgar and disgusting. And the whole thing's vulgar and disgusting, but at the very end, they really dedicate it to be as disgusting as they possibly can. Even for me, it was like, ooh, that's a bit, that's a lot. And if I say it's a lot, it's damn a lot. Um, like, wow. Well, there was this one part, and I'll never understand for the life of me. The woman was, like, taking her hands inside of her vagina and opening it so you could see a tunnel. And then they were dropping doodle bugs. You know the bugs, the yeah. doodle bugs? All inside. Why do you want to share this? I don't understand. Because, okay, because the point is, why? Is gross. It is gross. Why are we putting things in our vagina? Why do you want to have that image in my brain? I could have lived my whole life without well, that image. You have it. I don't want but it. But the point is, girl, people. Don't put things in your it. vagina. Stop it. You don't. The bugs were actually running. They were like trying to put them in there and they were like, how fast can I get out? Oh. It was just, don't put bugs in, what? No. Stop it. No. But on that note, that's not really that note, there's a there's a series on Netflix called Sex Education. Have you seen it? Mm -mm. It's really kind of adorable, but um, it's about this kid who's in high school and his mother is a sex therapist. <laughs> Obviously, she's a little too much in his business. And then he gets to hear all of, like, all the things, sex issues that people have in his life. And now he's become a therapist for high school students. Oh, my gosh. I can't even imagine. <laughs> I can't even handle it's it. It's pretty cute, though, and fun. And you'll laugh. Okay. Kids I'll might like it. it. Let's talk about breach. Let's talk about breach. I'm pulling up my, my pictures that I take screenshots of. First off, let me just start by saying our culture has taught us with many things that have to do with birth that anything that is a variation of normal, to be afraid of it. We're a fear-based culture. Um, there's drama in fear. There's excitement in fear. So breach has become one of those things that... Our culture has taught us to be scared of and it's really not something we need to be scared of right and I think um, in our country in the United States we in general the medical community has lost the skill you're gonna see a few doctors out there that have it but they're just a smattering here and there in general the skill has been lost it's not really being taught and I think it is a skill Right. It's not just, oh, um, I think I was just reading before we came out here, one of the things it says to not say is, oh, it's just a variant of normal. Um, 
that's a yes and no. It is. You should have skills. Right. Right? You shouldn't just go into it blind not knowing what you're doing. So, because uh, I think it can be more dangerous if you don't yeah, know what you you're doing. If you do it incorrectly, that's where the danger pops in. Yes. So, it's real important to have this, these skills. And in our practice, and there's a couple of practices here in Houston, um, we've done advanced training with Breach Without Borders, which is really their goal. It's a nonprofit organization to bring education back around about Breach, how to do it appropriately, what are the maneuvers that we're looking at, how do you rescue a baby? that's um, gotten themselves in a funky position being born breach. So uh, they're doing really amazing, amazing work in teaching all around the world. Mm -hmm. So check out Breach Without Borders. If your baby's in breach, um, they have parents programs where you can go on and get the full scoop so you can make an appropriate decision and look for a breach provider if you don't want a C-section. Yes. And I think it... When we took a really long course, like an 18-hour course on it, and they did a hands-on part, but during that course, what they kept driving home was that the reason we see poor outcomes are because people aren't trained and they try to do it and they don't know what to do. Where if we really looked at the outcomes in other countries where it still is an art, it still is a variation of normal, and those people are trained, we're seeing beautiful outcomes. Um, not really any different than a head down baby. It's right. When I think I think when they talk about when you compare healthy moms with a healthy baby for a breach that's in the proper position, then the outcomes are very similar to the same cohort with the baby head down. Yes. So that's really good. But all of those things have to be in place. And then we also have to look at, it's a big fancy way of, of, of looking at breach birth, is what is the risk uh, to benefit ratio? And that's, we talk about that across the board, always what is your risk to benefit. But in this specifically, we're looking at the difference in vaginal birth and C-section birth. So if we do a C-section to replace the normal natural breach birth, now what is the risk of that C-section? Because next you're probably going to have another C-section, and then you'll have another C-section. There's where the risk comes up. Right. And I think um, because there's so much fear when someone says your baby's in breach, you're just ready to go have that C-section. Um, and, and part of informed consent that I think we fall short with in this in our country in particular, is we're not talking about what are the risks for every future pregnancy that you have because now you've increased risks all over the place um, for every pregnancy after that C-section. Right, because we're really just looking at the short term. Right. Right, we need to look at long term, especially if it's your first pregnancy or you plan to have a large family, you plan to have any pregnancies after that, you need to look long term um, at when we do a planned C-section for a breech baby, are you looking at how many more maternal deaths happen because of repeat C-sections? And how many more babies die because of repeat C-section? How many more hysterectomies? How much more bleeding? How much more infection? Um, you have to look at the big picture long term, not just, hey, what are we doing in this small snapshot right now? Right. Um, right. And then, I don't know if you guys know this, but what, 6% of babies are cut? in the C-section, 
Um, so there's that. And there's all the other abnormalities that can happen in the C-section, too, of accidentally cutting intestines or the bladder. Um, most of the time, those things don't happen. Mm-hmm. But they happen. <laughs> so this is a legit study, and we can post where it came from. And I'm just going to read it off so I don't look up numbers. But between 2001 and 2005, there were 8,500 women in the Netherlands that had a planned C-section for a breech baby. And that means bottom down or feet down, right, if you don't know what breech means. And the increase in the planned C-section saved 19 babies, right? That's what they figured, that 19 babies were saved from the 8,500 C-sections. But because of those C-sections, there were four maternal deaths. No moms died during the planned breaches, but four died from the planned C-sections. Nine babies died in future pregnancies due to uterine scars rupturing, and 140 additional life-threatening maternal complications from in future pregnancies to moms. So it doesn't come without risk, a C-section, ever, not just because you're choosing it because of a breach, but any time you have a C-section. It does not come without risk. Right. And that's why we think it's super important to spread the word for the public. If y'all know there's another way, you're going to bring this to your providers, right? And if you are requesting this kind of skill to be brought to the marketplace, then eventually they're going to learn the skills again. We don't want this skill to die. Right. Oh, someone just walked in our door. Every time. Every time. You can just put it down. Thank you. Yeah, you can just put it down. On the floor. That's yeah, great. That's good. <laughs> Appreciate you. Uh, we have to eat lunch, too. Um, so the other thing I want to talk about is it's kind of a complex thought, but it's really simple. I don't know why they have to convolute it and make it so complicated, but it's called the number needed to treat. Yes. So it's an entire giant big algorithm to figure out how many people do we need to do this to in order to see something good happen from it. So in this situation, it's how many repeat C-sections from breach do we have to do in order to save one baby, right? Yes. And the number for that is 104. We have to do 104 C-sections where we see all the complications we see arise all the postpartum depression, all the failed breastfeeding, all the, all the, all the, all the, all the, to have one better outcome for a baby. And it's researched over and over and over again. So the answer is not the C-section. The answer is training for the breach. Right. So important. Um, And we'll go over just briefly with you guys. I brought a doll, and we're going to explain it as well, the different types of breech deliveries we can have. Evidently, you were on earlier, by the way. (laughs) No. Look. Hi, Sherry. You're Uh, on. That was good to let you know. Hi, Sherry. Hi, Lydia. Hi, Billy. Happy late birthday. Oh, just to tell you, then I'll look for the name of the study, Jordan, while she's talking. So when we're looking at breach, a normal, what we call normal breach delivery, we're looking at several different factors. How the baby's sitting in the pelvis. Um, is the baby 
just butt down and feet are up by their face, it's almost like the baby's folded in half. That's what we call a frank breach. I don't know if you guys can see that. Um, but on Radio Land, the baby's pretty much folded in half. And they're the butt's smelling in, their feet. They're smelling their feet and the baby's in the pelvis. And then there's called a complete breach, and that's when the knees, oh gosh, look, our door's opening again. Um, a complete breach is when the butt is in the pelvis and the knees are bent, kind of like Indian style or crisscross applesauce. We are doing a video. Can you wait outside? Of course, yes. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Midwife Monday in our life. <laughs> So a complete breach is oh, like this. You gotta be kidding. When I get home, Chris is gonna say, What? Are y'all in there? So complete is when these are bent um, and the feet are on the butt. But this is still okay. And then the other kind of breach we hear about that's so scary is what they call footling breaches. But really what we learned from Breach Without Borders um, is a footling breach. This used to be considered a footling breach if you had any feet down below at all. But as long as the hips are flexed, we're good. A footling breach is really like this. And what full-term baby is standing up in the uterus? It's rare. Pretty uh, rare. They have to be a really tiny baby. And, and that's not a safe birth. I would agree with that. So you, you really go to rarely. In France, they were telling us they only have uh, breach. I don't even think they differentiate mm. complete or the baby's either breach or malpositioned. Right. And the big thing is just don't touch. The baby's going to know all the mechanisms of how to come out. So we don't need to tug. Just let things happen. Right. And we're looking for hallmark signs. We're very aware of what they are. And we only touch when those hallmark signs are happening in a timely way. Right. And the other thing that we're looking for for a break, uh, safe breach delivery is is the head. So is the head tucked to the chin to chest like this? Because if a baby's head's like this. So that looks like they're looking up at the sky. So if the baby's head's looking up at the sky, that's not really safe. Um, the baby's not going to come into the pelvis very well. And typically what the thought is when a baby is hyperflexed like this, there could be some neurological issues with the baby because most babies naturally tend to put their chin to their chest. Yes. Um, so if the baby's head's way back, then that might not be a safe delivery for your baby, mm -hmm. and that would be reasonable. And that's why we're looking via an ultrasound to make sure our baby's in a good position before we say, yes, this is safe to attempt at home. Right. And every now and then you have breaches that. Just surprise! Surprise! Here we are. I was a surprise breach. You were? I was. Yeah. I think my mom was pushing, and then they saw all my. Which a breach is not beautiful. No. All birth is beautiful, but it it's like wrinkled butt cheeks and balls, and the balls are like really big, and then poo comes out at the yeah. same time. That they are gonna birth. poop. Yeah, <laughs> they are gonna poop. That's what I've warned people. Um, well, when I've done some breech deliveries at home, okay, when the baby's starting to be born, that butt comes out, they're just going to keep pooping. It just, like, squeezes all the poop right out of them. So it's not all that pretty. They're sorry. <laughs> just birthday decorations for and their cake. I think it's better than, you know, pooping on everybody else. 
They just squeeze it all out, and they're probably not going to be pooping later. And then we know it works. <laughs> <laughs> that too works. That too works. What else can we tell them? Um, well, this is a study that I pulled off from Breach Without Borders 2, and it's from... Who is that? BMC. BMC. I think it's out of England. Yeah, it's just the initials. Pregnancy and childbirth. I'll take a picture of it and post it. Yeah. Um, and this talks about a study done for uh, breech birth in the home setting. Um, and what they found was that breech births done at home or birth center have really good outcomes. Um, obviously for both, cephalic and breech. But they have a higher success rate at home breech deliveries than they have in the hospital. So Very I thought nice. that was cool. Um, anything else we want to cover about breach? Do you guys have any questions about breach? I'm really what just excited question? about the fact, you know, I don't think that a lot of the providers that took it with us have decided I'm taking this so that I can be a breach provider and I want to offer breach birth. They took it so that they could be prepared if there was a breach birth. I think that's so nice about I our community. Too. Yeah. Exactly. And I took it, I mean, we took it because we just have a passion to try to keep women safe as possible. And a breech birth may not be the safe option for everyone, whether that's they don't feel secure enough to do that, they have too much fear about it, then at least they have all the information. Mm -hmm. And we support whatever decision you want to make about that. Um, but a true informed consent doesn't happen until you have all of the information. Right. And that's and if you are breached right now and you're looking at your options, like we said, Breach Without Borders is a great resource. It doesn't just, it's not just for providers to take a class. They really are showing you the information. There's a really nice video on there. It's kind of long. I want to say it's about an hour or more, but that's not very long when you're looking at the big picture of does this matter in my life? Because it does. So an hour of your time, you're going to learn a whole lot of information that's going to arm you to make the best decision for your family. Right. And they have a parent's course, too, that you can just take their course and really get a lot more in-depth information mm -hmm. for you. And that's what I would recommend you do. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of great organizations out there giving you good information. Breach Without Borders, VBACFacts.com, Evidence-Based Birth. It's all out there. All we have to do is reach out. The information is there. And they're good sites. It's not, don't go to your site or talking to all, there's so many Facebook groups and people are talking and you might get some good information and then you might not. Right. Right. It's not as trustworthy. You really want to go to the source of the research. Yep. You want to go talk to your friend that's standing out there waiting for you? I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> Y'all, she just walked in while we're doing a video. And okay, well, can I talk to you about your house uh, warranty? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So we'll see you next week and have a good